Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, July 29th. Just, uh, I don't know, less than 24 hours before the LA Galaxy kick off against the Portland Timbers. We're going to talk about that, uh, get you ready for that game. Also, surprise, live event coming up on Saturday night. If you're already going, thank you. And if you're not, what are you waiting for? We have some news on that. I want to give you some uh, updates on some special guests who are scheduled to appear at our live event coming up on Saturday at TAPS. We'll talk about that. Uh, some sad news within the LA Galaxy uh, family as well. We'll probably start out with that a little bit uh, and then work you through some of the other stuff, Gold Cup stuff. You know, surprise, surprise. As we're recording a game going on, Canada and Mexico, Jonathan Dos Santos started uh, for Mexico, which in a second will be even more amazing. So we got a lot to get to to help me do it. The traveling man, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? You hanging in there? I'm hanging in there. Hey, y'all. How's it going? It, it's good. You're, you're out and about. You're, you've got your traveling yeah. setup like going. You, I was like last minute. We were supposed to. Sophie, by the way, isn't feeling well. And so, hey, um, go, you know, oh, I told her to rest and relax and, and, and get a little better. But hopefully that way we could see her on Saturday night. Um, so so that was it. But how, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Like you said, I'm traveling. So kind of getting used to, you know, the, the traveling routine, keeping my briefcase small and uh my traveling light but thankfully i'm at a location where i can adjust some uh some lamps and some some lighting the laptop still works got the airpods so you know i'm like a, a national team call up i don't i don't turn down a call up to the corner of the galaxy national team whenever i'm called upon so happy to join and hope sophie's feeling well like you said it's a good trade-off let her get the night off get the rest that way she's fully locked and loaded to let those cannons fire on Saturday. Absolutely. 100%. Um, a little update, too, as we're watching. It's Canada versus Mexico in the semifinal for the Gold Cup. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Apparently, Mexico just scored, so they're now winning one nothing um, on a PK. So, uh, we'll, we'll uh, listen, I'll just tell you right now, it doesn't look great for the LA Galaxy getting players back right now. So everybody yeah. should everybody understands that, right? We're, we're all we already kind of knew that, right? Yeah. If you're a diehard club over country guy or girl you were you're definitely hoping for that qatar canada gold cup final but in our hearts we know <laughs> we knew it was, was going to be usa mexico it's it's geared up it's set up that way to be usa mexico and, and you know they're, they're probably the two best teams although i will say the usa qatar game qatar did outplay the u.s men's national team for at least 45 minutes maybe even a little bit more than that that until our uh, our favorite galaxy alum uh, our galaxy right back, uh, yeah, you know, try to Hawthorne Giassi and, and just Giassi, such a good dude in the post game. Uh, you know, credit, they asked him about the subs and of course he credited the starters for tiring the team out. And that's what allowed the subs to be effective. Giassi, just a classy guy, class act, top notch. I'm going to root for that guy wherever he goes. So yeah, uh, glad to see him get the goal. Glad to see the USA advance. And then we'll see how it goes with Mexico. It all looks likely like Mexico will advance. 
uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, still some still some time in that game uh, to sort of uh, get yeah. that all settled. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that game. Uh, let's start uh, real quick with a live show, live event update for you. Uh, once again, on Saturday at about 4.30, we'll start with the doors open at Taps Brewery in Tustin. Um, I'm about to tell you things that will probably make you want to come to this event. So if you do, um, you know, I, I could even pause the the podcast so we people could go get tickets now if they wanted to. I mean, we can Eric and I can sit here and talk amongst ourselves for a couple <laughs> oh, minutes if, yeah. if you want to go do that. Is that I'll uh, wait. Yeah, yeah. You I'll wait. wait. Yeah, we're fine. We talked about how, you, you know, your your good teaching strategies come into play. Yeah. That's another classic, classic line. I'll wait. Yeah. You, you go and you go do it right now and I will wait, young man. Here, we'll, let's 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 see if I can. Here we go. There we go. We'll do a little of this little get okay, you. you get, we'll, we'll play some music while we talk about this. Um, but here's what's going on. Uh, we have a live event coming up. Uh, doors open at 4:30. 5:30. The live show starts. Um, Galaxy Art Fire is going to set up a table there, so uh, he's coming, which is great. He did all of our little icons. Um, we're excited to have him. Uh, Linda Pickle is going to be there with a uh, little uh, a traveling museum that she's going to put together, so that way you can take a look at some of that. Uh, Cosmo, uh, Cosmo, the man, the myth, the legend. Cosmo is going to be there uh, starting around that 4:30 mark. So get there early if you want to take pictures with Cosmo. He may hang a little bit through the live show, but I don't expect him to stay till birthday beers at 7:15. That's for sure. Um, we have a bunch of tickets to give away. The LA Galaxy have gifted us some tickets to give away for games that are upcoming so you can you can win those there's i mean listen we're not going to be doing like raffles or anything you're going to be able to like you know answer some questions get some tickets it's going to be free if you show up you're going to be able to have a chance to get there uh right now schedule to appear at the podcast at our live show not via phone but there is la galaxy general manager dennis DeClosa is supposed to be there um and then we also have uh kevin hartman uh, LA Galaxy, former goalkeeper extraordinaire, and of course, current LA Galaxy uh, goalkeeping coach. Scheduled to appear. Things can still change, but that's what we have right there. So that will be there. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, you want to be there for those guys. Uh, that'll be great. And and hopefully we can get some answers from Dennis on some some transfer stuff. Or so let's ask him the tough questions. We're going to ramp that up. So anyway, that's what's going on. That's what's scheduled right now. We have some other giveaways that are planned there. I think we're going to have cake. There's going to be cake. Why not? Because there should be. Wow. Yeah, I think we're going to have it's cake. That Talk about burying the lead. I, I was going to say, there's one other little surprise that maybe we might have some shirts coming up. And if you're, I just, yep. I'm just throwing hints out. I just, maybe there might be some shirts there. Special edition may only be sold at this event uh, in this particular uh, designation. So anyway, uh, that's where we're, that's where we're at. By the way, uh, Urban uh, in the chat room already trying to make friends with me uh, there, Eric. And he's saying, uh, can I get you another tiramisu? Um, listen, yes, while I love tiramisu and it's well known that that's my jam, Eric, if I have another one, I will be the size of, um, a very large, like overly large beach volleyball. That's what my stomach will look like. It's like, you know, like, nice. like a comically big one that you see at tournaments off to the side where people take pictures next to you. That's what I will look like. So no, no, I think we're in, in, in addition to the birthday beers, that's going to add an extra wrinkle as well. So fun times. So definitely buy that tiramisu for Josh there, but going back to the guests, those are good gets. You know, if you're a Galaxy fan, you're, you're tapped in. Dennis DeClosa is showing up. You know, there's definitely some questions, some hot topics that I'm sure he'll be able to address. Uh, and then Kevin Hartman, if you're an old school Galaxy fan, of course, you get the famous bleached blonde tips there yes. uh, in the flesh, in person, hopefully. You know, we know obviously things can change. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Galaxy Art Fire, all of his cool merch. Uh, you know, we had a friend of ours, you know, get a bunch of uh, basically his sticker a sticker dump basically yes. ordered everything in the store and he just he has a great artwork and of course the artwork you're seeing on the youtube channel there so happy he's a part of it and then linda pickle if you haven't had a chance i know she set up her museum at a couple galaxy games in the past 
so if you haven't seen that in person, that is it's impressive to see all the cool uh, things that she has, and she has a pretty decent collection. So it sounds like it's going to be a great event, and that's not to mention, you know, our favorite alien, yes. Cosmo, yes. is going to be there. Uh, and I'm sad. I wanted to interview him. I wanted to hear the voice of Cosmo for the first time, but I guess we'll have to wait until another day no. uh, to make that happen. But it's still exciting getting, getting your photo ops and, of course, the cake, the birthday beers. It's, it's, it's all gearing up to be a really good time. Yeah, you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Larry's going to be, be there. there yeah. We'll see if Sophie can make Sophie, it. Sophie, yep. fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Uh, Kevin may make an appearance uh, via via t- cellular telephone uh, from Tokyo, from the, from the future. Uh, so we'll see if we can get him on there as well. So we should have a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be get able to recap a game that just happened the night before. So that's yeah. always fun and quick and sort of, you know, hey, let's do that. And it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you'll decide to come out. Um, and like I said, if you want to buy tickets, you can. Uh, the links are all over this podcast, uh, all over our website, however you want to do it. Um, so, um, that's, uh, that's where you want to do it. And if you can't afford the tickets, show up anyway, cause we'd love, absolutely love to have you regardless right. of that. So show up, bring the family. Yes. All right, good. Don't, don't let, you know, we will wait for you to buy tickets, but don't let the tickets be an inhibitor. If it's, if it's an issue, then we'll, we'll have you. We'll, you can still get to see Cosmo. You still get a hug. You're still, you know, in the running for, for the tickets. So show up. We, we just want to see you there. We want to celebrate anytime with, uh, Fellow Galaxy fans is always a good time. Everybody be, will be very happy that this is the last time we talk about this. This it won't it yes. won't take away from any more <laughs> Galaxy stuff. So this is it. Uh, we'll see you out there on Saturday. Uh, parking may be an issue. Do your best you can around there. I know there's they, they have a lot of the parking taken a uh, parking lot taken up with tents and stuff like that. If you want to throw chairs in the back of your car just in case. Um, in case there might not be any tables because, you know, we're expecting some people to show up, uh, throw some chairs in the back and, and hopefully you'll be able to find a spot. There's some uh, cornhole games at the back for the kids, that type of stuff. It's outside. Uh, that was one of my requirements. So um, so we could be fairly covid you know, compliant as much as you want to. If you want to wear, wear a mask, feel free. Um, all that stuff is right there for you. So we hope to see you out there. Saturday starts about 430. Our live show starts at 530. We'll go until seven after seven birthday beer time so uh we'll have a we'll have a lot of fun like i'm not going to be having a beer while we're doing the podcast that's ridiculous <laughs> i was uh, going to say i think I, I shared some pictures from our last event and we had the beers on the table before the show started so yes uh, yeah well, I'm, it won't be we won't be t- that loose but no. i'm sure I'm sure there'll be some imbibing ahead of time. We will be we will be plenty loose, I'm sure. Uh, so we will we will be there, and so I'm I'm glad everybody can come, and I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, we'll see you out there. All right, uh, let's get to the sad LA Galaxy news, and it was announced here um, a little bit actually. Whenever I got home from work, I was started to see it, and John Rojas sort of pointed that out to me. But uh, Giovanni Dos Santos and Jonathan Dos Santos's father Zizinho, uh passed away today. He was 59 years old. Um, a ridiculously talented, uh, you know, soccer player in his own right. Brazilian um, played all through Mexico in so many different places. Um, whenever you look at, and not just Mexico, there's some other countries as well. Um, but you know, this is a guy who is Eric, a, a patriarch of this family. When we talk about patriarchs. You know, maybe that term doesn't carry as much uh, weight as it used to, um, you know, back in the day. But Zazino is a patriarch of this family. He's a leader uh, of the family. He's always been sort of even I think he's been the agent for both of the boys as well. Um, so he's been alt. He's been very involved in all of their lives. Um, and so uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos uh, and, and their other brother lost a uh, lost uh, their father. And like we said, 59 years old. Um, Eric, you and I were talking about, he's, he's not old. Um, that's, that's very young. And I, I think there's some reports and I don't want to speculate a whole bunch. To, I, it yeah. really doesn't matter, but, um, I think there's some reports that it may have been COVID related as well. And so, um, for all of that, uh, it, it's really, 
it's interesting because Jonathan Dos Santos is such a likable guy. Um, if you've spent any time near him or around him or talking to him, and even if you haven't, even if you've seen him just from the field, he's always got a big smile on his face. Um, he's always, you know, he, he does he, when, when he's healthy and always, that's been one of those things when he's healthy, he's, he tries to perform, um, as much as he can for the LA galaxy. And so, um, you know, this has to be just crazy, uh, hard for him. And he started tonight against Mexico, uh, found out his father passed yeah. away and, and is playing for Mexico. That's, that's just such a, such a gut punch, Eric. Yeah. And just first and foremost, like you said, just condolences to the Dos Santos family. And, you know, you can't, you can't imagine what's going through Jonathan's mind right now, especially being on the field. And of course he knows himself and his family more than anyone. So he's going to be best suited to make that decision if he's ready to play. And I think with his father being a footballer and him having such an impact on his life and, and what he did as a career, I think uh, what better way to honor your father than to, to play the game that he loved so much. And he loved watching you play. And like you said, uh, you know, a, a bit of a legend, you know, from Brazil, born in Sao Paulo, played with Club America, played with Lyon, played with Necaxa. I was looking out, I didn't realize he played for the LA Lasers uh, of the Indoor Soccer League. So, he, you know, tons of connections to the Southern California area. And you mentioned it with Jonathan's personality and then Gio when he was with the Galaxy as well. You kind of see this liveliness, this vibrance, this, you know, love of life that they have. And if you ever followed Jonathan or, or Gio on social media and they'd post pictures or videos with their father, you can see where they got that from because he was a character, you know, always smiling, always laughing, kind of, you know, he was almost like the the eldest brother, you know, kind of getting into it and playing with the kids. So I can imagine how close they were, especially like you mentioned, uh, he was involved in some business with them as well. And I think, you know, uh, you know, that's a topic for a different day as well. Some of the, you know, how involved was he with with the, with their careers? But again, that shows how close uh, they were. And so I was shocked by the news because obviously whenever someone passes, sometimes you think they're a little bit older. But from, you know, recent videos that I've seen in pictures, I, I said he wasn't this wasn't an old man. So, you know, it's, it's probably not a something that you were expecting and not that it's ever okay or it's something that you could ever prepare for. But sometimes, you know, when you have family that's older and, and kind of, you know, read 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 the room and the writing on the walls, but when it happens, uh, you know, to someone at that age, it's just it's difficult for for anyone. So thoughts are with Jonathan, with Gio. They're all part are part of the Galaxy family. They always will be whenever you have players come through. So you just thoughts are with them. Any good vibes, whatever higher being you believe in, just you know, whatever good vibrations you could you could send their way. You just want to send them because uh, you know we know it's going to be a tough time for that family. So just wishing them the best and. Uh, to look to take the the positive impact from the outside looking in it looked like he was a vibrant person someone who they were happy to you know be their father and he looked at he always looked like he was so proud uh, of his boys and i think that's something as a parent that resonates with me you know you can be proud of whatever accomplishments you have in your own right but nothing makes you prouder than seeing your your children succeed so i think he, he was definitely a proud father and and that showed in the way he you know kind of carried himself around around his sons you know, there's a there's another person who was very close to Zazino as well, um, and uh, and that's LA Galaxy general manager Dennis DeClosa, um, who got to who knew him very well. I actually, talked to Dennis a, a little bit tonight, um, just about that, and said that he knew him very well, and obviously passed along our condolences to Dennis as well. Um, but being involved with the Mexican national team, and obviously Zazino being you know the, the as involved with Gio and Jonah and everything else that he mm -hmm. is in, and Mexico Mexican soccer, which again, remember Brazilian player, but really Mexico was his adopted homeland there. Um, and so, uh, he played all throughout Mexico. So just, uh, 
just a lot of uh, a lot of tough, I, I think, memories uh, right now for the LA Galaxy. So our condolences out to everybody who knew him, and uh, and hopefully. You know, I, I don't know about Jonathan Dos Santos. I don't even know how he's playing the game tonight, and I don't know how mm -hmm. he reacts to this news as well. I mean, he has every right to not want to play for the rest of the year if he didn't want to do that, yeah. you know? Um, and some players are like that, and some players are like, my dad was a soccer player, and I'm a soccer player, and this is what we do, and yeah, I mean, it sucks, And but, you know, I'll lose myself in the sport. So uh, whatever he wants to do, uh, as we've seen so much on the world stage right now, mental health, health the, the mental... Uh, health side of things is super important for Jonathan Dos Santos. So um, just uh, it, sort of, it'll be uh, interesting to sort of follow that thread and see how Jonathan does uh, with all of that. But again, yeah. playing tonight. So um, not surprising, by the way, that he's playing tonight. Just uh, one of those things to, to sort of keep an eye on. So um, yeah. that's what we wanted to start out with because we sort of wanted to get the, the bum out news out of the way a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about the Gold Cup a little bit here. We talked about Jonathan Dos Santos playing in there. Um, and sort of, uh, you know, the fact that it looks like Jonathan Dos Santos, Ryan Alvarez, and Sebastian Legette will be meeting each other in the uh, final, at least as it stands right now. We'll try to update as we go along if we uh, get that long and, and have a result from the Mexico game uh, playing against Canada. Is that what we know? But the U.S. is definitely in it. So that means Sebastian Legette is not coming back. Uh, Sebastian Legette played 99 minutes, maybe even a little bit more uh, as as. <laughs> a, as a starting midfielder and captain uh, for the uh, U.S. men's national team. So the second time he captained the U.S. men's national team, um, they get the win over Qatar, which I thought it was a really entertaining game. It was really fun to watch. I enjoyed all of it. We talked about Giassi's artists uh, coming in clutch and getting the goal as well. I just, you know, you talk about rooting for him, and I, I'm 100% for you. Um, I would just like to remind everybody, and this isn't even, this is just one of those things that's like a prog progression along the path. He played right back for the LA Galaxy under Siggy Schmidt, right? We know that. And that may be a joke, but that was his low, right? That was his low. And then he goes and joins up with a guy, Greg Burhalter, right, in Columbus, uh, and turns his career around and scores goals like crazy. Now he's scoring for the U.S. He will be, it's my estimation, he will be on the World Cup team whenever they go to uh, Qatar. So um, I agree. I, I yeah. think Sebastian Legit and Jesse Zardes, if Greg Berhalter has shown that he he is loyal to those those players. And I know uh, Nicholas Giochini is the one who kind of set everything up and, you know, maybe deserves some of the plaudits. But as, as a Galaxy alum, your heart has to be warm that the Zardes is the guy who, who taps it in and puts it across the line. So, yeah, absolutely. And then we'll see if Legit, uh, again, like you said, 100 minutes, uh, you know, if, if, you know, Qatar hits a PK, maybe. They're getting even more minutes put into extra time. So hopefully, uh, legit when he comes back, it's it's he's in a rhythm from playing with the national team as opposed to uh, being totally burnt out. And we'll see how that we'll see which legit we get when he comes back. I'll tell you everything that I've seen about Sebastian Legette and, um, you know, somebody made a comment whenever I said Sebastian Legette wasn't coming back, you know, for this weekend. Um, it was one of those things is like they said, you know, he's been he's been one of the best midfielders they've had the, the U.S. men's national team. And I don't know if you can feel it on this LA Galaxy team, but they need somebody like Sebastian Legette right now. The guy who's going to go up and back mm -hmm. and do all the dirty work. And he has to do a lot more dirty work for the LA Galaxy than he does for the U.S. men's national team, right? Look at the quality of players, maybe, and maybe that's a, a fair assessment in, in a lot of things. Um, but just the, the way that he controls the game for the U.S. men's national team is what you'd like to see him do a little bit more of with the L.A. Galaxy. And I think with the addition of uh, Ravellison, um, you know, and with Grant mm -hmm. Sir sort of taking off and, and possibly even with Jonathan Dos Santos slipping back into the midfield with like those three in a triangle. I think that gives uh, Sebastian Legette a lot more leeway to move forward and sort of do things. And so I'm hopeful that we're going to see that Sebastian Legette. And I don't even I, I think people want to blame him whenever he plays for the LA Galaxy and, and doesn't have the same effect. And and to me, that he's not given the chance to play that role. 
it's it's a different different legit. And I think a couple seasons ago, I think there was some some harsher criticism of legit and his kind of not necessarily stepping up to the plate and getting things done for the galaxy. But I think last season, uh, in one of the galaxy's worst seasons, I think he was a high point outside of Christian Pavone, who was clearly the guest, the galaxy's best player. I think he was right there, number two, number three, best player last season. So he showed that he can do it with the galaxy. It's just a matter of, of getting right. And I think, uh, I think with, like you mentioned, I think Revelison being there, I think Grand Sur finally kind of figuring it out. Cabral hopefully starts to figure it out. I think he's going to be able to slot right in. And I think what we have learned, if you were critical of Legette and you were kind of, you know, maybe on, on the fence on, is he worthy of, of being, you know, taking up one of those, those cam spots and, 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 and really being, being, you know, taking up a spotter as a time to cut bait. I think we realize where the drop off is, you know, replacement over, uh, what is it? Replacement over starting. Well, I forget what that, that stat is in, uh, in baseball. But basically we saw when legit is not there, right. We saw where the drop off is and what the galaxy are really missing. So you can not be high on legit, but realize that when he's gone, it makes a difference when he's gone. So he needs to be there. I think, uh, the galaxy it's, it's important uh, for him to come back. And I think someone mentioned it and I apologize. I won't be able to give them credit, but I think the last time the galaxy won was that Dallas game before he took off. And then when they went away to Dallas, he saw a different Galaxy team. And obviously, third game and roll trip, that's a different thing altogether. But, you know, legit being away from the team saw them get one point out of nine. So that may tell you something also, yeah, how it, important he it, is it should, uh, it, to get him back. Even if he's not firing on all cylinders, he's important to this team. You, you need to get him back. Um, he absolutely needs to come back with this. And and I, I think um, I think one of the other things that that is pretty obvious, again, is that he plays in a different role, right? He plays in a different sort of place a mindset certainly with the u.s men's national team and greg berhalter allows him that mindset you know can greg vanny figure out that same man mindset and freedom for him um in the midfield because i think he has a lot of freedom to sort of roam around in greg berhalter's system and i think that in vanny's system rightfully so on the defensive side he has to play a lot more defense right um and we see that and that's what the la galaxy one of the biggest things and greg and greg vanny was talking about it is this transitional defense for the la galaxy right the transitional defense how do you get back how do you how how do you um stop these uh these dangerous sort of quick attacks whenever you're in full control of the ball and then you give the ball up and you put yourself in bad positions how do you get back in front of the uh, a team and stop them from scoring and really you know the fast break stuff that we've seen from the la galaxy a, a lot has been um, because they've been in control of situations and then lost control of the situation um, and seen that that fast, quick, uh, quick break and transitional defense break down. Sebastian Legette is the guy who comes in and slows those plays down. Um, and when you make him do that, uh, he's not going to be able to control the game more on the offensive side of things, which is what he's able to do for the U.S. men's national team. So um, I really yeah. think um, I to me. Um, I think that, uh, if they can get a little bit more defensively stout in the midfield where Sebastian Legette doesn't have to constantly track back and cut things off, uh, I think he could be, um, as dynamic as he is for the U S men's national team. I, I think he could do that for the LA galaxy as well. Um, yeah. and which, and, which and, is where it's where Grand Sir comes in really, because he's, he, I think he kind of has taken over that spot. He seems to have finally gotten his fitness. He's all over the field, running around, switching sides on the field, getting back tracking back defensively and making things happen. So now that he's got it together, he can kind of provide some of that cover to where maybe Legette was covering that before. Now with Grand Sur being a beast up and down that sideline, that can free up Legette to move forward and play a little bit more offensively. So I think it's it's going to be exciting when he comes back into this team uh, now that some of the newer signings earlier on in the season are starting to get their feet under him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's look here. Uh, the Yellow Galaxy had a media call this week, um, which was good because uh, it's always a good time to get updates on uh, on different players and sort of where things are headed. Um, there was an expectation heading into this media call that we would find out, Eric, that uh, Javier Hernandez would be available for Friday's uh, game. That is not the case. Um, and I'm going to let you hear from Greg Vandy whenever he talks about it. Now, the audio kicks out a little bit, but basically he says, you know, um, Javi is unlikely this week is, is how he starts out with that. Um, the, the audio was fluctuating as they got everything settled for it. Um, so for me, um, listen to what Greg Vandy says and just sort, sort of thing. And then we can talk about this afterwards because I think there's I think there's something to dive into a little bit here. Javi is unlikely this week. Uh, he has taken some steps forward uh which have been positive uh he's kind of in that in that space where when you're returning back you have potentially just a little bit of aches and pains and soreness so we're just doing a follow-up to make sure that uh as he's continuing his return to play that everything is still stable and in a good spot and we're hoping that we get that feedback here quickly and then he keeps progressing so Again, as I said last time, we just want him to, in this process, he needs to check the boxes and, and feel good doing so before we kind of rush him back into the mix. But um, so far, things have been moving in the right direction, and we're just going to do one more checkup before we take the next big step for him. And then Damian Calhoun uh, sort of follows up and says the next big step for him is getting back for tr- back with training with the squad, and, and Vanny agreed with that. Here's the thing, though. You know, this was this was before the SKC game, right? He comes out onto the field, Eric. He's he's training. He's he's getting warmed up. He's ready, and then he heads back into the locker room. Uh, the report out of the LA Galaxy is it was precautionary, and that they wanted to take a look at it and sort of see how it was, and wanted to make sure they didn't injure him any further if there was something that was bothering him, right? But we've now seen him. What this will be game number six, I believe that he miss that he will miss on yep. Friday. Um, he, he will have missed every game in July. Yes, basically, like he went away to the Gold exactly. Cup. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, like he went, he went away to the Gold Cup. So he'll have missed every game in July. Um, and that has to indicate to me that the injury is way more serious than just precautionary. Right. Correct. And we know yeah. that we know that they gave him an MRI. We don't know what the results of that MRI said, but we saw Vanny said, you know, they did all the scans. They did all the things that would I would assume that includes an MRI. I'm pretty sure at one point he mentioned MRI. Um, and so um you know, this is this again, it's concerning. This is the same injury that kept him out two months last year. Um, this calf strain yes. and, and it's the same calf and it happened again. Um, so, I mean, rightfully or, or wrongfully, I think there should be some pressure on the L.A. Galaxy to sort of sit there and say that was more serious than we thought it was going to be. It's taken him longer th- to get back than we thought it was going to be. And I, I listen, this is not a knock on hobby. I'm not saying like so many people. And by the way, just stop with all this. Oh, he got his he got his feelings hurt, and that's why he's not coming back. He just he doesn't want to play on a team that doesn't have all the players. I mean, the excuses some of, some people come up with are just Is that a thing. Yes. Oh, it's a thing. I mean, it's the. Oh it, man, I've not. I, I've been running in the wrong or the right circles, depending on how you look at it. You, you, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't see the basis for this season. I don't, I don't see how that can be an argument at all. No, not at all. Um, by the way, he's still second in the Golden Boot, even missing six games. Um, and I think he's just one behind. I think Rui Diaz has 11 and he has 10 right now. So um, it may be 12 and I haven't looked at it. But it's it's not like he's super far off the pace having done that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good start for him. He, you know, he got out to 10 goals in 10 games rather yeah. quickly. But obviously missing you know six games now is, is a huge deal for the LA Galaxy. But you know this is what you're getting with, with Javier Hernandez. He is a guy who has not put many it's on his legs like this in, in you know, the workload that he's trying to put onto his body um, in a long time. And 
he is fragile. And at some point, the LA Galaxy have to figure out how much they can play him. Now, we know that the LA Galaxy are going out and getting a second striker. We're going to talk about that. I'll give you an update on exactly where that is. Um, because unlike all the reports that are out there, it's not quite as done as everybody says it is. But I'd still, you should still feel confident. So I'll, I'll give you the update on that. Um, yeah. There's also some people news that broke literally while we're here, too. So it's all fi- going to fit in nicely. But uh, for me, the LA Galaxy, you know, need to figure out a, a way to, to one, limit his minutes, right? And and sort of, you, you're not going to be able to play him every minute of every game. Um, and have, forcing him into those positions is going to be, you know, grounds for another injury so um it's it's a it's a problem his calf injury is going to be a problem it was a problem last year it's going to be a problem this year and it's gonna be a problem next year as well yeah and i i think it it was for maybe the last time i was on because we were told it was precautionary and that you know he'd be back and then there was the the quote-unquote gold cup break so yeah that was going to give him plenty of time to heal and he'd be back for the road trip and then obviously that didn't happen then the whole travel saga where i got burned by an instagram post uh you know maybe i'm not <laughs> keeping up on on instagram like i used to uh and so he obviously wasn't with the team uh, but i think it is concerning because uh it's it's not as serious as they thought and again i, I don't think um that it's on the galaxy or, or javier trying to cover something up i think it's you know, it ended up being more serious than they thought it was, and that's understandable. But uh, Patrick mentioned it in the chat, and I think it, it's, it bears repeating, is that the team does need to find a way with, to win without him on the field yeah. because this is something that was an issue last season, and it's continuing to be an issue this season. And, um, you know, if we're going to be honest, he obviously he got off to a hot start this season, but last season after his injury, when he came back, he did not look good. He, he looked off. He, he couldn't get it together. It seemed like it was still nagging. And he just he just didn't look right when he came back from the injury. Obviously, he had a whole offseason to kind of rest, get right, and he got off to the hot start. So you hope whatever, you know, kind of, uh, you know, diets change or exercise regime, he's still able to keep that and, and keep going. Because if, if he does come back and he can't get right and then, uh, you know, we're here we go, conversations back on mental health. Right. There's a kind of a mental hurdle where you say, it's happening again. I'm falling off the cliff. And then does it become a mental thing that he needs to overcome? So uh, I think it is concerning. So it's, it is nice that they're bringing in a second striker because we've seen that the the second opportunities, you know, the, the opportunities that our second options have gotten, the, doesn't they don't seem to be cutting it. So hopefully, you know, with these reinforcements they bring in can be a replacement for Javier. But but this is something that seems to be like it's going to be an issue going forward, similar to you know issues we've had with Jonathan Dos Santos where. You know, he's a great player when he's on and when he's healthy, but the injuries are there and they become part of the conversation. Unfortunately, you can say, I love him when he's on the field, but he's not on the field enough to to really, you know, get your true value out of them. So you just hope that the medical staff's working with him. He's rehabilitating, keeping his mind right. And when he comes back, he doesn't have uh, the same struggles that he did last season uh, coming back from that injury because he last season – before the injury was rough, I think after the injury was rougher. Right. So uh, hopefully he can he can get it right, and maybe that's what they're doing. Is that instead of rushing him back quickly away on a road trip, uh, you know, let him rest at home, let him let him give proper time to heal, so he's not coming back too soon and causing more harm than good. I, I think that's the the key from Greg Vanny. I think that was his main message to all of us was we're not rushing him back. There is not I you know if Greg Vanny has to hold him out for most of the season so that way he's a hundred percent whenever he comes back. That's what he's going to do. Um, and the LA Galaxy are going to have to figure out a way, you know, to deal with that. It would be a tough blow. Um, and obviously, I'm not suggesting it's going to be that long. It looks like it's probably going to be not this game, but the next game um, for him. And so once he returns to training, as long as scans are good, I mean, it could come back that something's still injured 
and then, you know, that delays things even further. It doesn't seem like Hobby right now is a quick healer. So <laughs> it's one of those you sort of have yeah, to sit there and, and say it's going to take time. And the next game is a, a Wednesday game. So, you know, yeah, I think that's a factor as well. You know, those midweeks, uh, you know, even though it, it is it is at home, correct? Yeah, it is at home. So so they, they won't have to travel. But, you know, sometimes that's a factor because it's a shorter turnaround for the other team. So if you're having a player come back from injury, you know, you don't you might have to play them more minutes because other players may be tired. You may rotate the squad. So you may want to wait until players are more rested to bring, put, put them back in the fold. So I, I think that could be a factor as well. Maybe couple weeks before we see him but again hopefully he's he's getting it right uh injury updates as well sega koulibaly will should be available for selection coming up this friday uh greg vanny uh basically hinted at that said you know it looks like he's going to be fine so uh, we'll say that he will be available for selection i don't think that means he starts but you may see him coming into this game um off the bench kind of like what they did to dan steris um whenever steris came back is give him some minutes there and then eventually get him back into a starting spot if that's where they want him um and who knows if once you have steris and koulibaly and williams healthy you know did the galaxy go with a five-man back line or a three-man back line and sort of do some different things greg vanny is i think looking forward to having some flexibility uh in sort of doing his things right. and we've seen that on the road trip already that he's not afraid to change things up and put things in in different flexible um you know uh, uh formations yeah. for that so um that's that, that was my big aha from the the rsl game when they made that switch to the three-man back line uh, i think if, if sega williams and stairs are healthy and you're able to do that and really push the wings. And especially if Chicharito is having issues getting back, you don't have, you know, you can sub out that offensive option and you make it happen with the wings. I think, I think I really liked what I saw there. So with, with those three players in the back, I think that's your ideal three that you would want back there. Uh, uh, I really, I really liked when they moved to five in the back there, uh, or three in the back. I, I, tomato tomato Jalen Neal also back to training um we saw uh, a picture of that so that's good because he has been out a long time um so I, I'm everybody's happy I, I think to get him back on the field uh may not be a huge impact player this year but he's going to get minutes and um you know those are going to be important minutes possibly for him and so that's the development of another young player and and I who I think has a super high ceiling um I'm, so yeah. I'm, I'm really exciting that's that's what I was going to say his you know preseason he looked like he had it. It's just a matter of, you know, obviously staying healthy and getting the reps. So, yeah, I am excited that he's able to kind of get more of those reps. You know, this road trip probably would have been a good time yep. to get those youngsters in and to get him getting the, those minutes. But whenever it comes, I'm sure there'll be another stretch like that, especially as the games come fast and furious the second half of the season. Uh, Greg Vanny talking about the team's mindset um, coming in. This says, you know, actually things are in a pretty good spot for him. He goes, you know, I think everybody understands that the road trip, you know, did have the two games at altitude in the heat and then the game uh, with the heat and humidity at the third of the end. So they all realized that all took a toll. He said, and as he has indicated many times, the most, the one he's most di uh, disappointed with is that Vancouver game, right? Um, and that's the one where you go up a goal and then you allow two goals, you know, whenever you're basically rested. He goes, that's where we drop points in this. And so I think if the Galaxy would have yeah. gotten four points from this, uh, they would have been very, very happy. However, um, no other team played three games on the road during that week. Um, and I think if you look at dropping points on the road versus dropping points at home, uh, which a another team up the freeway definitely did, had two of three at home and uh, only got uh, <laughs> two points out of uh, out of those games. Um, then that's a bigger concern for me right now than dropping points on the road. Yes, I understand the teams. I understand all that stuff. But for me, um, I also understand the, yeah. the the realness of MLS and the travel and, and what, what that means. But I, I will play devil's advocate here. And that is because because no one else made up ground there 
and Vancouver's position in the table when we played them, uh, Dallas's position on the table when we played them. Again, they're no longer bottom of the table teams, uh, thanks in part to the Galaxy. Um, but, you know, I think you, those points can be crucial. You know, how many decision days against Houston have we seen where you need those points on that last day? And had you got that Sunday point, away, you know, away at Vancouver when you had the lead, those extra two points could have made all the difference. So devil's advocate is this was an opportunity and they didn't seize the opportunity. Sure, they didn't drop and other teams didn't pass them up as well. But this could have been, you know, a way to get them in the conversation with the Kansas Cities and the Seattles. Uh, but unfortunately, they kind of just still hang around uh, that that third through like eighth, ninth spot. They're all pretty darn close. Right. So are. it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who, who goes cold and who gets hot because Minnesota is an example of a team who at the start of the season, we thought what, what happened to them? We thought they were supposed to be a decent team and it seems like they're turning it around. So we'll see where it evens out with all these Western conference teams. Uh, by the way, update Canada scored. It's one, one now uh, with Mexico and Canada, which is a nice little wrinkle in things. Uh, so, Hey, maybe Jonathan Dos Santos and Efrain Alvarez will be coming back. I don't know. Let's uh, we'll, we'll keep sort of watching it. The chat room will keep <laughs> well, us, it just keep us it's, updated. It's, it's 89th minute. Jonathan Dos Santos winner. That's what that's what it smells like to me. I, I it's can, in the stars. I can see that for sure. Um, let's see. Here is Greg Vanny talking about the one sort of disappointing thing that he took from the road trip. And I think it's interesting that he focuses in on this. Maybe we can talk about intensity versus effort here. One of the things that that we lacked for the whole trip just was intensity. And and I thought we looked, you know, a step slower than ourselves for for much of the trip. And so that led to some smaller issues and some details that um, that I thought went went lacking through the course of the trip. So it's not to dwell on the last week, but to recognize how we need to continue to step forward and, and to improve upon our performances uh, and to bring the correct intensity. Now we're home and I think guys feel a little rested. We gave them a couple of days off chance to clear their minds. Uh, and we started to build on on the things that we want to build moving forward. Um, you know, starting to see a few guys come back into the fold, whether those be injured guys, and over the next week, guys coming back from from Gold Cup, I think will be a real positive uh, boost into the group because as they start to see the team getting whole again. Uh, but they're also looking forward to to playing in front of our fans and and the energy that comes of being in our stadium and being in in front of our fans. So the guys are the guys are in a good spot. I think that. All right, we'll, we'll cut Greg off there. He, he talks a lot. It's okay, I, I, which I really appreciate, by the way. Uh, that's good. But yeah. here, here's the one. Again, the intensity thing, I, I totally understand. And he's really focusing on that Vancouver game, right? Because that's the one where they really lacked sort of that yeah. intensity. The effort was there. The running was there. It's just the the amount of uh, focus that you have on some of this stuff. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, by the way, subbed out in the Mexico game. No injury. Everything's fine. Um, but he is, he is, he's good there. Um, hopefully he can... He can wrestle. There a goes bit. my prediction. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, good job, Eric. Way to way to do that. Um, here, here's the here was the other interesting thing that came from this call. And as we're looking next at the rumor update and sort of things that are happening, uh, Damian Calhoun did a wonderful job of asking Greg Vanny this question. Um, finally, he said he wanted to talk about the transfer window and how it closes here next week. Um, he says you've been linked to you know with people all over the world. Are you confident you can get some of, some of those moves in um, that you need before it closes? Uh, and listen to Greg Vanny's uh, quick answer again. Whenever Greg's quick, I know stuff is up. Right? It's one of those. It's like oh, this wasn't a twelve minute answer, so he's he doesn't want to say too much. So here he goes. Yeah, that that's the hope. We, uh, you know, we have the capacity. Let's just say we have the capacity to probably make two moves, uh, 
given where our roster's at and the spots and what we have available to us and free. And, and the question is, you know, there's ongoing discussions. Some things are further along than others, but there's definitely ongoing discussions on the possibility of, of adding two, two more players to this group to, to see out the rest of the season. That, that got rather specific there at the end, which was we have the capacity to add two more players. Now, let's get to the rumor update because this flows right into it. Are you okay with that, Eric? Or, or did you want? Well, or did you want to speculate? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back a little bit, right? Because I'm a little upset that you're letting our listeners in uh, on how the sausage is made a little bit. When you ever hear a long-winded answer, that's how you know that there may not be a lot there. There's a lot of word word salad happening. So you're giving you're giving away some of the the trade secrets here. And then the second thing, I, I read it a little bit differently. The capacity too. So he can do two moves. They maybe would like to do two moves. But I, I don't think that's an automatic guarantee two more moves are happening. No. So I think, yeah, so I think that's where I maybe push back a little bit. It doesn't seem like, you know, two moves is, is on the horizon. Obviously, with the rumors going on, it seems like at least one move is going to happen. But the whole capacity, I think, was just saying, you know, if we need to later on, you know, during the offseason, that's kind of like your your ace in your sleeve. If you need it, you can you know break in case of break glass in case of emergency. Well, I mean that 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 uh, transfer window closes here quickly, so they're going to run out of time if they don't. Now there was rumors of a left back coming from I believe uh, South or Central America. I haven't been able to dig, dig into it to really figure out, but a left back was interesting, right? Because you already brought Viafania in, right? Yeah. That was something you did, and you now have Danny Acosta back at left back. So now you have two. Do you need three? And so are you future-proofing, right? Because Viafania is not the youngest guy yeah. in the world. So are you looking ahead and sort of saying, hey, maybe this would this is a chance to get somebody now that we're going to need in the future. And um, I pointed out that the Danny Acosta getting healthy and coming back is huge because you need Viafania not to play every minute of every game. He can't do it, yeah. right? And, and you don't want him to do it. So you need Danny Acosta there. So that was interesting. Um, just sort of looking at the left back. I'll go through and try to eventually figure it out whether that was real or not, or if it's something that possibly is pushed out and could be coming for winter time. There's a whole bunch of different things that are sort of looking at that. Yeah. Um, but we know about, um, you know, jo- Jovalich, uh, Dijon Jovalich, uh, the, the striker, the Serbian striker coming in. Um, and let's see. Uh, it was all fun for LA Galaxy fans, I know, because, you know, uh, reporter extraordinaire, Mr. Transfer Man himself, uh, Fabrizio Romano, uh, was talking about the Fabrizio, um, was talking about, <laughs> is that going to be one of those things that gets us canceled, like, in 10 years? Or, I, it might. It, it might. I, there's a comedian who says, one of these days, you know, we're all going to get in trouble for doing the, the Mario stuff. It's me, Mario, you know, like, that, yeah. like that's not okay. The whole, the whole story. I was saying, I'm not sure if. I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the show or, or if we talked about it, but with Italy winning the Euro, I think that that uh, that emoji, you know, I'm glad we were still able to use it. But in the back of my head, I did have, you know, when's the moment and this is going to be a bridge too far and people are going to take issue with it and be offended by it. So yes. as of now, it's allowed. So if you see this 10 years from now, yeah. this is of the time. We were Everyone's good. doing it. We were, yeah. It's part of, was the, doing it. part of the culture. We're celebrating the Italian culture. Oh, so much fun. My family is, is part Italian, by the way. Maybe that gets me. Something. There we go. I don't know. We'll we're see. in. Yeah. Also part German. So I don't really know where that goes. Um, anyway, so um, Jovalich um, coming in. So anyway, uh, Fabrizio Romano uh, basically tweeted out, uh, Dijon Jovalich will join LA Galaxy from Eintracht Frankfurt. Done deal. Agreement reached on a permanent move. Paperwork set to be signed, and here we go. Uh, Jovalich will sign his contract four and a half years uh, within Friday. Uh, he's ready for this new MLS chapter. That was Fabrizio Romano. Um, I, of course, uh, I went out and uh, and t- decided to see what I could dig around and find out what was updated. So here is the latest as of this afternoon. 
Um, it seems that the LA Galaxy have agreed to personal terms with Jovalich. That does not mean everything is done. There is still looks like some negotiating going between the teams. I will tell you the LA Galaxy feel like this is getting done. Um, it, things are going to move. This is, you know, as much as I want to say done deal, it's not, but it's close enough. You should be getting excited. If you want to go out and get your Jovalich shirt, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be angry at you. I'm saying you have a slight risk, but you're, you're going to end up being okay on this. Um, so this is super interesting. You still a U22 player from what I'm seeing. Um, so that's, that's again, a four and a half year contract. So the LA Galaxy going long-term trying to wrap up these young players. So that way they don't have free transfers out that they have the ability to sell and do a whole bunch of things. So, uh, Jovalich, uh, coming out uh, and, and looks like he will be the LA Galaxy's second striker. I saw everybody in the chat room talking about three, five, two, going to a three, five, two formation. Jovalich would be a second striker that you could put into a three, five, two formation with uh, Chicharito. But, uh, we talked about the second striker for another reason, which is you can't let Chicharito play all the minutes that he's playing. And so you need somebody else in there. You need somebody who can score goals if he's out. You need somebody who you can put in whenever you need goals. Uh, Jovalich, a young guy uh, who has to really, I think, uh, prove himself in MLS. He's got a lot to prove. He's young. He's raw. He could be similar to Cabral in that it's not going to be come in and score, you know, 15 goals. Um, which is, it's going to, again, for people who have no patience, like all of a sudden the LA galaxy got a little bit good and the fan base was sort of like, Oh, well wait, Cabral needs to go. He's not good enough. It's like, calm, yeah. slow your roll. Everybody let's, chill. I, I think while we're on the topic, let's address that first before we get, uh, to Yovelich. I think the galaxy got off to a great start. And I think our, as fans, we got really excited and we said, okay, could the galaxy be good? Is there, you know, Vanny's at the wheel. We're going to be happy, you know, and then things started to go a little bit sideways in this last trip and it's kind of come crashing back down to earth. I think if you asked us in the preseason, you know, what, how is this season going to play out? I don't think anyone would have predicted the hot start that the Galaxy got off to, uh, at least, you know, most people rationally thinking about it. And so I think the Galaxy overperformed or outperformed, however you want to look at it. And now that they're kind of finding center, finding that average, we're a little bit disappointed because they're not doing as well as they were in the beginning. But I think this is kind of, it's leveling out the Galaxy are going to land where they're supposed to land at the end of it. We'll talk about 538 and where they have them. And I kind of, when we've talked about the power rankings and where they're supposed to land there, I think, you know, the Galaxy maybe aren't a top three uh, MLS team in the Western Conference. And that's okay. Yeah, but and when I, I think if we if we would have said fifth or sixth in the West before the season, I think I would have taken that in a heartbeat. But now that we can smell second place and you can smell third place, you're, you're a little bit disappointed when they can't take a stranglehold on. Do, do you want to know my rebuttal to that? Is that you're now judging okay. them off of a three game road trip in which they didn't have seven players that they normally have shorthanded in the heat? I mean, so like it's like so if you're gonna take the whole season versus the last three games. Right. If you're just going to focus on the last three games, then, yeah, the LA Galaxy aren't that deep of a team. But we knew that going into things. Right. So it's not it shouldn't be a surprise. They struggled yeah. with those three games. So I agree with you. Well, they're not as good as they as they probably are sitting third in the Western Conference. But I don't think they're like below sixth in the Western Conference. I think they're probably within yeah, six five to, or six. Yeah. I mean, that seems reasonable. Right. But I also think that when they get players back and whenever they actually I mean, we still haven't seen a real starting 11. We keep saying that. But I will say those are our famous last words that it, when they're healthy, when they're healthy and they may never be healthy. So you have to be having depth and being able to get the most out of your, your bench players. That is what makes the best teams great. And so I think, I think that's important as well, but we got a little bit off track. Yes. 
Do we want to get back to, to Jovalich? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so uh, Jovalich looks like he's coming in. That looks like that's happening. Um, I, I see nothing that sort of derails this. That doesn't mean something can't derail it. Um, but everybody seems yeah. to be prepared for that. So uh, I would expect that the Friday you know, paperwork signing still stands. I mean, that all makes sense. So I, you know, there were, I think I got shade. I think I got shade from, from somebody on like some, some European reporter was throwing shade. It's like, Oh, well the LA galaxy pages aren't saying that this is just lukewarm. And it's like, uh, if you're talking about me, I have it five stars ready to go. That is, that is the highest I get it. So well, to be fair, you had it four stars on Monday. So maybe I you did. just didn't move those stars fast enough for the, for their liking. They were still. That's the face. They were. Gonna, they were still negotiating. The they, they are still <laughs> negotiating right now. Yeah. They are still negotiating. Okay, so I mean, well, and that's why. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. no, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It gets <laughs> well, me too angry. For, that's why Fabricio's Fabricio's tweet says paperwork still needs to be signed. So he's even saying it right there. It's not done. Paperwork still needs to be signed. You know, things can go wrong at that last minute, and we've seen it go wrong at that last minute. So it's not done until. Paperwork is filed with MLS. There's a signature on the dotted line. Uh, people's out of town. That's that's how you know that 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 deal is officially done. But the last thing I want to say is uh, Zach Lowy, who I follow on Twitter, and he has a website called Breaking the Lines. Um, he actually reported on uh, Jovalich back in 2019 when he first went um, to to Frankfurt. And so I think you know they they talked. He talked about how they he misdirects defenders exploits gaps in defense, creates space in the box. And you talk about what they need, that, that's exactly it. And that opens it up for Chicharito. And so that's the type of player, I think when we looked at the scouting point on Cabral, he brought speed, he was going to create space on the wing. But, you know, creating in front of goal, I don't think that's what, that's not how Cabral came advertised. Yeah. And so I think to expect him to be finishing goals at a high clip is a little bit unrealistic from what we saw from Cabral, you know, leading up to it. But I think with Jovalich, I think the expectation you know, to go the other side. I think the expectation is that he's going to, you know, be able to score some goals quickly. We saw with Ravellis and what he was able to do. I think, you know, with yeah, someone with that, that pedigree was... and supposed to come in hot, obviously we don't expect the hat trick first game, but I think the expectation, it's fair to expect, uh, you know, some, some goals to come from this player. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cabral, exactly. Cabral was brought in as a winger. Uh, Ravellison was never supposed to score goals. And Benny was like, Oh, like they even said, he goes, that was, that's been a great surprise for us. So that type of thing, let's get to people. Gonzalez, his news as well. Uh, there seems to be at least breaking news. There's at least a hint and I haven't had a time to suss this out yet. So we'll take it as a rumor as it goes. Uh, but people Gonzalez to Aluelense on loan for six months. Looks like that is happening. And by the way, that makes all the sense of the world. We've been talking about that for, I think a year, um, with people Gonzalez possibly going to Aluelense back in Costa Rica. So, um, that's where, that's where you sort of sit. Um, I think, uh, I think all this is sort of wrapping up to get the LA galaxy one player. We'll see if Dennis Acloso and Greg Vaney have That's, the second one somewhere hidden, um, that, that maybe might be able to be pushed through before this window closes, which again, sort of raises questions. What happens to the roster? Who moves on that roster, right? Somebody's going to have to move. We know people's moving for this one. What are you doing with for the second one? Somebody else is going to have to move. Is Saldana going down now? Right. Carlos Harvey went down. Is Saldana going down? Is, is he next? Um, you know, who is on the senior team or on that first team that you can move well, down um, to, to Galaxy 2 to open up? We also saw Gary and Williams get a recent call up. So maybe they get dropped back down once these other players come in. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, 
so yeah, I had something and I lost it. Yeah, it's okay. And that, that's the beauty Nobody of cares. the live show. <laughs> Nobody is that's where that goes. All right, good deal. Um, that's sort of where we set it rumors and uh, we'll keep everything up to date, uh, up to date as it goes. Uh, another thing that happened today, uh, if you're an LA Galaxy season ticket member, they sent out uh, your season ticket renewals for the 2022 season. Uh, if you want to opt out of your season ticket, you have all of, I think, the month of August in order to do that. So you can opt out of that. Um, but there is, you know, your license fee payments, all that stuff. They take your rollovers from last year, the whole deal. Here is what we're hearing at least anecdotally. And I asked the LA Galaxy for, for clarification. I haven't received that yet, but I expect that I'll get it here over the weekend or whenever. Um, so maybe on Monday or even next Thursday show, we can sort of update you on uh, on what that is. Um, it lo- looks like there were price increases. I, I can't, I, I don't think anybody should be shocked by it. Maybe you should be, um, certainly because the LA Galaxy haven't actually done anything to sort of warrant a price increase. But to be fair, they raise prices whenever they didn't do anything some other times too. So it's, it's not, it's one of those things you look at, uh, maybe 17% is around there, although I'm told that's not accurate. So, um, just sort of keep that. You all know you saw it. You got, you got a, a, a raise, didn't you? Yeah. Well, so t- technically, uh, you know, I'm still a season ticket holder, even though I've moved out of state, but my parents still, uh, you know, participate in that. So I'm, I'm the name on the account. So I kind of handle that for them. So it, I don't, I can't confirm, exactly what those numbers are but it seems like it's a higher price uh and when you factor in the rollover and everything that comes in and so like you said it's not something that's uncommon the prices aren't going to stay the same for five years uh you know when when those season ticket memberships sell faster like they did this season that's kind of an indicator that you know that means it's a hotter commodity and that it's it's going to raise those prices are probably going to go up a little bit i think where the shock came to a lot of people is where your seats are located because it's kind of a sliding scale as well. Depending on where your seats are, that may affect the percentage increase. And I think some of our, our supporters sections uh, are, you know, probably had probably the best value ticket right. uh, in the stadium, they, you know, as far as what they paid for a season ticket package. They, they, they usually, get the best deal. Yeah, then they and usually so, see low increases too. Like whenever they go up, they don't go up correct. like the maximum where you'll see somewhere else. They usually yes. go up just a little bit. And, and I think the the voices that were active right now talking about the increase are the people in those groups. And I think those prices went up probably more than they usually go up. And I think that's probably why you're seeing some of this questioning of what happened, how much did pricing go up. So I think the supporter sections, you know, definitely went up, but you also have to consider, you know, the prices they were at. And so this gets on to that whole murky conversation of, about, you know, what's the trade off, the discount that you give for your supporters for creating that atmosphere and, you know, do you, are the, is that someone who you really want to, uh, you know, you know, get, Anger. get on the wrong side of, yeah. of the, yeah, wrong side of that, uh, that relationship. So I understand where that's coming from. It does seem like an increase, like everything Disneyland. It's not, it's not 99 bucks anymore for a park hopper. No. You, you know, prices go up on things. That's kind of uh-huh. how it goes sometimes. So obviously with the COVID year as well, I'm not shocked that they're trying to recoup some of those those losses that they had last year. Yeah, I mean, prices, listen, prices are going up. Uh, I will, if I, and this is more tongue-in-cheek than anything else, I will give Greg Vanny um, some crap for his, uh, his reading, if there was a video attached to that, and it was like, he was a hostage in the, he was sort of like, I'm going to smile, I'm going to do it. I, I always feel bad. That's not his bag, right? He's not like sitting there trying to be an actor, reading cue cards and all these other things. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it, it's just funny. Go, go watch it. You'll sort of see what I mean. But you know, they do the best. It's like, he, he says, you know, you're part of our family now, the whole deal. So they ran out the, they ran out the marketing, marketing scheme as they always do. And it, it 
is what it is. I mean, ultimately, and listen, you're absolutely right. If you want to buy tickets on the secondary market, you can do that. And you can usually do it cheaper than what you can pay season tickets for. And that's one, of, that's one of the arguments that people always made. Understand it. And I think uh, somebody in our Discord said, said uh, I'm going to renew next year because I'm an idiot and I always renew. And it was like, it's that self-awareness that you understand. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, of course, <laughs> if you have season tickets, you're going to you're going to keep going. So anyway, it's just uh, it's one of those things. And again, once I get the information from the LA Galaxy and I'll stay on them, I want to know what the increases were across um, because I don't want to be wrong about it. And it could vary. It could be all the way from 5% all the way up to, you know, 25%. Who knows? And we can at least find out what those are. Usually they can break that down for me, but uh, I don't want to be wrong. But it seems like there's increases and at least on social media anecdotally, there's some people who are a little upset. So is what it is. Not worried about it. Uh, let's get to the LA Galaxy weekly schedule right now. Oh, I'm sorry. One of the parts of this season ticket renewal was, Eric, when was the last time? Like somebody was sort of asking, like, okay, well, where's the value? Like when was the last time the LA Galaxy played a home playoff game? Do you know when the last time the LA Galaxy played a home playoff game? I, I have to guess I'd probably say 2016. It is, 20, is correct? It is 2016. It was against Real Salt okay. Lake. The LA Galaxy won that go. game 3-1. to one. Was this the Emma, the Emma Boateng game? I don't know if it was the Emma Boateng game. I can't it was remember. one of the? It, it probably. <laughs> he he, he, owned, uh, he yeah. owned RSL. But 2016, back when Bruce Arena was still there, let Bruce Arena's last year, um, and then he left shortly after this. So that was that. Uh, the last playoff games the LA Galaxy played, of course, were in 2019. But both of those were away. Uh, away win to Minnesota, and then the away loss to LAFC 5-3. So, um, you know, for you're asking for season tickets, you really haven't had a home playoff game since 2016. But also, if they made the playoffs, that's an extra price. That, you yeah, to, yeah, you have to pay more for that anyway. In, you have to pay more for the. So maybe this is a good thing. Maybe you don't. You know, you're you're getting a, a discount by not, them not making uh, home playoff games here. Uh, it's it's very interesting. By the way, uh, Mexico Canada I believe still won one. I think there was a penalty kick that was blocked by Canada or missed by Mexico. Uh, so Ooh, that's that's always fun. Plot thickens. Saucy. Uh, so still tied there. <laughs> um, still there's just still a hope. There's still hope you get Jonathan Dos Santos back. Um, can he play tomorrow? If he come, if he just he'll show up, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're they're flying the jet into play, especially no, with his and, circumstances. And, and yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the dude needs to spend some time with his family too, so I would expect yeah. some of that to, to happen. Um, the LA Galaxy weekly schedule. They basically trained today. They had an early training. They just did a walkthrough, and then of course we have the Friday night game coming up against the Portland Timbers. ESPN, ESPN Deportes, where you can find it. Seven p.m. Seven eighteen is the kickoff. Uh, we'll preview that here in just a second. Want to go over the standings though? Eastern Conference. It's New England up top, thirty three points. They got all nine points from their three games by the way. Um, and uh, AJ Delagarza, I think, played every every position on the back line. That was fun. Speaking of Jossie's artist playing right back, um, AJ Delagarza being traded. That was that was always a good time. Uh, so New England up there, Nashville in second. We told you, watch out for Nashville. Watch out for Nashville. There they are, second in the Western Conference. Dave Romney's still back there being a boss with uh, with uh, on the defense and doing it while Walker Zimmerman is out. Cool. Awesome. Let's get to the Western Conference. Seattle up top, 32 points. Kansas City at 30 points. The LA Galaxy at 25. Colorado one point behind. LAFC 23 points, just two points behind. They were three points behind. Had a chance to tie the LA Galaxy. They were playing Minnesota at home. Minnesota scored a late goal, tied that game 2-2. They both got one point, and away it goes. Uh, Real Salt Lake coming in at the seventh spot. Portland, the LA Galaxy's next opponent, uh, is in eighth 
has only won one game on the road all year was at San Jose. Um, but they are a better team than I think their record has looked. We'll have some uh, some stats on them here coming up here very shortly. Uh, looking at the Supporters Shield race, that's New England up top, Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, Nashville, and then the LA Galaxy in fifth. Uh, the lowest the LA Galaxy have been all year. Eric, we're going to be 16 games into the season. We're 15 games in the season right now. The yeah. lowest on the Supporters Shield standings the LA Galaxy were all year was seventh. So it's not bad. Are you sure it's not bad? We will take that. I hear a lot of complaining. <laughs> I hear a lot of complaining. Um, well, like yeah. you said, we're a victim of our own success. You know, when you have that hard start, hot start, you're upset with the falling into seventh. But if you would have told me seventh in the supporter shield in uh, February or March, I would have said, yes, please sign me up for that at the halfway mark or just past the halfway mark of the MLS season. Uh, somebody in Reddit said, hey, Josh, can you please be super optimistic about the LA Galaxy? I need all those positive vibes. And I said, oh, um, I don't I don't know if I can supply that, but I absolutely can. Um, and here is what here's what I'm going to say. If you're going to judge the LA Galaxy off their last three away games, by the way, Nashville doesn't have an away win and they're in second place in the Eastern Conference. Do you want to talk about winning your home games? Win your home games. That's what the LA Galaxy have to do. Five of the next seven games, they're at home. There you go. I was just going to say, and this. so now we're going to find out, and especially with the Gold Cup wrapping up, we're going to find out who the Galaxy are. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is the time to figure it all out. All right, uh, let's get to the LA Galaxy versus the Portland Timbers as we're uh, running a little long on the show. That's okay. We normally do that on a uh, on a yeah. Go Thursday figure. Night. Yeah, I, who, who would have <laughs> known? Uh, we had to get some arguments in about Fabricio in there. Fabricio, um, that's <laughs> we're getting canceled for sure. Yeah, tomorrow. that is that uh, that it might be our drinking game whenever we say Fabricio yeah. um, at the at the Saturday night show. Uh, we're trying to figure out a drinking game. We'll we'll figure one out. Um, but no, I mean the optimism here is that the LA Galaxy should play better at home. You have teams who are traveling in on the road. They are going to be tired from the travel. There is an advantage. There's absolutely an advantage to being the home team instead of being the away team. The LA Galaxy have lost two home games to two very good teams in both games they were in um so the galaxy haven't put together really laid an egg at home yet um i mean there's always friday correct there's always friday yeah. you, you could do it against portland i mean <laughs> Thanks. hey there's there's the optimism <laughs> that, that we've been going for right. but but i will say the payback trip is you know this upcoming week uh, obviously portland you know who they went away to portland the whole Derek williams issue uh, and everything that happened there so this is an opportunity to kind of get that redemption the galaxy were in that game up until that moment so they're going to show, can they hang with them? And then you have RSL and Vancouver traveling to Dignity Health Sports Park. And so, um, you know, you have an opportunity to kind of pay them back and get those points back that you lost on that away trip uh, to Salt Lake there. So I think these next three games are huge for the LA Galaxy. And kind of if, if they have any type of fight and chip on their shoulder, these are the teams that you want them to display that against because of what happened in Portland and because of the dropped points against uh, Vancouver and then Salt Lake, if you want to consider that, dropped points because they were able to fight back. But I think you can use that as a motivating factor. And, and that home cooking, it, it makes all the difference. You know, Vanny said it, uh, you know, playing in front of your home crowd, it does, you know, give you a little bit of a, a different effect. And I, I will say this, uh, you know, being being a Texan now and attending the game in Frisco, Texas at FC Dallas, we, we are, you know, I'm not going to disparage my new home state too much here, but I'm just going to say that we are very fortunate to, at the atmosphere that the LA Galaxy supporters and that the fans bring to games because there is a noticeable difference to the energy at Dignity Health Sports Park than the energy that I experienced when I was at that game uh, in Frisco, Texas. So I'll just say that. Won't, won't bash uh, you know Dallas too bad, but I will say there's a noticeable difference and be very grateful for the 
the Galaxy supporters and the fans that they have because the, the, the energy in that stadium when it's on, uh, it's unrivaled in my opinion. So I think it's going to be exciting, some Friday night lights tomorrow, and we'll see some home cooking for the rest of the week. Can we talk about how trash the MLS website is? Like for getting any sort of accurate information, the, <laughs> the stats, uh, yeah, stats are broken. Yeah, the eleven wins, six draws, four, you know, fourteen losses that the LA Galaxy have against Portland are also listed as ten wins, ten losses, six draws, which would make the series exactly even, right? And then it's also listed on another website as ten wins, eleven losses, six draws. So I have no idea what the actual answer is on any of these. Um, and I was like, oh, well, maybe somebody could tell me like regular season versus maybe they're throwing in some postseason that I, it just it doesn't it, nothing matches up. So it's all trash as far as I'm concerned. Um, what do, the, like, the, the thing you, it, whose line is it anyway? The, the, the points are made up and nothing matters. And that's sort of how it feels sometimes on the on the website. Uh, the thing you do have to know and that is correct. And I went back and checked just to make sure the LA Galaxy have lost three straight to the Portland Timbers. Um, and in that time have been outscored uh, 11 plus three is 14, 14 to five how about that that's what they've been outscored playing portland now now going back to the game earlier this year obviously la galaxy were very much in a game in portland and then Derek williams with the red card and the tackle on andy polo um and he's out for the rest of the year we know that that's why this game will be super interesting one the mindset of Derek williams uh two how chippy does this game get is there some revenge tried to play upon uh Derek williams and it's really incumbent for Derek to keep his head on his shoulders, right? To understand that they may come after you and they may try to like, you know, even the score on things, but let that happen, right? Let those guys try to do that. Um, and then, you know, re- which, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, I will say, and if that is the case, then the Galaxy will have an edge because then if, if Portland is not worrying about the game and they're focusing on, you know, exacting their revenge, then you're, that's the Galaxy's opportunity as long as everyone can keep a level head to kind of bury them and, and, and catch them catch them while their their focus is elsewhere. Uh, the LA Galaxy, uh, they they talk about it, uh, basically the Timbers having won three straight matches against the Galaxy for the first time in the club's MLS history. Neither team has a run of four straight wins over the other, other with the Galaxy also winning three in a row during the 2012 season. David Beckham was one of those games. That was that was the fun game up in Portland. Uh, the Galaxy are, yeah. are and, and some additional stuff, the Galaxy are on their first winless run of the season. They, but they haven't lost back-to-back games. They also have, haven't have failed to score in back-to-back games. So the Galaxy haven't been shut out more than once, and then they score the next game, that type of thing. So those are all sorts of little streaks that you want to make sure that you keep an eye on um, as that go. Uh, Portland's 2-1 defeat at Minnesota on Saturday was its seventh loss in 14 games this season. Those seven defeats equal the most the Timbers have ever had at this stage of a season, tying their total from 2019 when they played their first 12 games on the road. They've never been this bad since they've been in MLS. Um, which is also something to sort of watch. And we talked about it one, five and one on the road so far. Uh, the Portland Timbers are going to come into this as, uh, as the underdogs. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's warranted. Maybe that's not warranted. But I, I think when you look at the Portland roster and you look at the players that they have, the core players that they have has been their same core players that they've had for the last five seasons, six seasons. And so just when you have that same core over that much time, you get older, the players aren't the same like they used to. You look at your your Diego Valeri's, your uh, you know your Charas, your your Blancos. You know these players who have been with the teams for so long, and they just maybe don't have it like they used to. So to see Portland kind of drop off is not totally unexpected. And so maybe you know you have an opportunity to catch them catch them at the right time, and uh, maybe don't make history and lose those those fourth in a row, and you may get to turn the table and go the other direction. I think they definitely have the capability 
to be Portland. We saw in that first game away at Portland, they hung with them. They hung right in there. And so I think, you know, depending with how the players are feeling and if, uh, you know, Grand Sur, I think maybe he can uh, continue what he was doing, get hot, finally miss the post and, and get and get things going. So I think uh, that should be a fun time. Uh, by the way, Mexico and Canada looks like they're going in an extra time. So uh, it looks like we will not get a result on this show, which will be wonderful, open-ended. Um, also, uh, it looks like perhaps the game is being stopped right now for a, the offensive chance again. Um, so just keep your eyes on that one. This could be the interesting one, and we're not going to be able to wrap it up for you here on this show. So uh, I, you know, in my my gut still tells me Mexico somehow pulls this out. It's going to be Mexico and the U.S. in the final, but that is by no way decided. And so maybe perhaps Jonathan Dos Santos and Efrain Alvarez do return to the Galaxy after this. That's really the the point in covering this from you know the LA Galaxy side is one of those yeah. guys coming back, right? Um, and uh, when you look at who's out for the LA Galaxy, I actually think they did a good job on the injury report in terms of the LA Galaxy. The people who are out is Javier Hernandez. He's the one, uh, by the way, everybody knows it's a calf strain. So MLS saying it's undisclosed. No, it's a calf strain. Everybody knows that. And we've known that since it, since it happened. Um, by the way, that was like seven games ago or six games ago. So again, MLS website, wonderful stuff. Um, Jonathan Dos Santos is on international duty. Sebastian Leggett, Efrain Alvarez, all on international duty. Um, so that's where uh, that's where you're sort of looking. Here is what at least they have for the Portland Timbers, and I can't I uh, can't really you know nail this down. But Eric Williamson, international duty, uh, and then they have a bunch of guys who are out. Um, Jeff Antonella, uh, season-ending right rectus femoris surgery. Uh, we know Andy Polo. Uh, you made that up. Yeah, I know. I think I did on some of these. Uh, Ismaila uh, Hyome with the left Achilles tendon surgery. Uh, Nizgoda. I don't have even heard from some of these guys because they've been out. So that's probably why I haven't heard uh, all of the uh, all of the names on here. But anyway, just giving you an idea of who is out. Um, the the Timbers did just get one of their goalkeepers back, uh, who looks like he's been playing. It's uh, Iva Ivacic. Um, and he, uh, he apparently had surgery earlier this year, just came back. He's played the last two games. Uh, so something to sort of watch there as we go. All right, Eric, tell us what 538 has for this one. All right. <laughs> the galaxy are favorites. So 538 has the LA galaxy with a 46% chance to win. Uh, they're giving Portland a 31% chance to win. Uh, so, so not a total landslide compared to some other percentages that you see. And then a 23% chance for a draw. So, uh, 538, believing in some home cooking, think that the Galaxy are going to be able to handle business against Portland. Uh, and just, I, I usually wait to kind of see where 538 is ranking teams uh, overall. And so if you look at the 538 rankings, they actually have the Galaxy as the seventh ranked team in the West, and then they have them as 13th in MLS. So uh, I think the truth is probably in the middle. Maybe they're between third and seventh, like we were saying, that fifth spot, fourth, fifth spot is maybe sixth realistically where they land uh, but that's just kind of using their statistics that's where they place the galaxy uh, the interesting thing on here and I, I didn't get the email i didn't get the the alert on my phone nycfc is who they have at the top of their ranking so i i don't know <laughs> what what metric they're using uh, or you know that their stadium has something to do with it but uh you know interesting to see nycfc up there but uh just Galaxy are favorites. If, if you're betting online, Bovada has them at even odds to win. So uh, that that should tell you something. Vegas usually knows uh, if they're even odds to win, then that means they like they like the Galaxy's chances. Uh, I'll say 538 seems slow to react to poor teams or good teams. And so it's a very slow transition. If a team gets good and hot and they sort of stay that way, it takes weeks for them to move on that so yeah. i i see them usually as a trailing indicator than something that's usually out in front although with new york city i feel like they're way out in front 
um, on that yeah, one. Six, six in the a Eastern, chance there. <laughs> yeah, sixth in the Eastern Conference uh, right now. So um, listen, it's about, about finding goals, right? It's about being strong defensively, yeah. um, not giving up the little mistakes. Greg Vanny called it, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts. Um, don't give the little mistakes. Don't keep giving opportunities to Portland. He talked about Portland being a team that is perfectly comfortable giving up the ball uh, and then running on the counter. Mm-hmm. The LA Galaxy like to hold the ball and they get beat on the counter. So it does. It's not a great matchup in that sort of way. But I, I think you should take some some solace in the fact the last time these two teams played, the LA Galaxy dominated the first 45 minutes up until the point where Derek Williams got the red card. And then that game was toast after that. Um, so as long as the Galaxy can keep 11 players on the field, I think they have a very realistic chance of not only controlling this that's, game, but scoring goals. That's very astute analysis that if they keep 11 players on the field, that's that the they're going to have a good chance. If so they score I, more I like goals, if they score more goals than the other team, they're going to win. I'll, I'll do my best Bruce arena. The, perfect. What's your, what's your guaranteed to be wrong prediction? Two one. It's not going to be high scoring. I mean, oh, but two, see, I, did, I, did I steal I it? Hate when, I hate when this happens when we're, when we're same brained. I have two one also. Okay. I think grand Sur finally gets his goal. Ooh. And I think Williams gets a header off a set piece just to add insult to injury to rub it right in. Merrick Paulson's nose. I, th- I think uh, R- Ravellison could score um, like seven goals in this game. It'll be one of those. He's just, and nobody can guard him. And nobody can guard him. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Friday nights. Weird thing happened on Friday nights. Uh, Friday night lights. Uh, so it should be a lot, a lot of fun uh, for the LA Galaxy. Again, a 7 p.m. quote unquote kickoff time. 7.18 is when the actual kickoff time is. ESPN, ESPN, uh, Deportes for that game. Um, I'm not sure who's on the call. Uh, I didn't 100% check. Uh, I thought I knew earlier and then I think maybe it changed or maybe it didn't. So um, anyway, be uh, you can pay attention to that. ESPN will have the game nationally televised. You can't complain about not being able to find it because you should have ESPN. Correct. And if you don't have ESPN, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? And also, yes, if you, if you are having issues with, with the spectrum and not getting the home games and ESPN plus with the home lockout, happy Calvin go on YouTube. Happy Calvin has more options than, uh, than, than some uh, some networks that I have. He has it Happy Calvin 1, Happy Calvin 2. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Throw, search that meme uh, in YouTube and you might be able to land yourself on a Galaxy game if you're having a tough time. We also have Danilo in the chat asking the color for the home game. Tech Green at home on a Friday night. That's what I, we've been waiting for. Tech Green under the lights. I think that's, uh, I'm feeling good about three points there. Yeah, it is. It's Tech Green uh, under the lights. That means Portland will be wearing their whites. Um, and so, yeah, it should be, hey, it's, it's great. I love it. I think this is going to be fun. Uh, this is going to be a fun game. So hopefully we'll see everybody out there. And then a big reminder, of course, you'll go to the game on Friday night. You will get home safely. You will rest through the morning. You'll drink lots of water and you're going to show up at yes. 430, 530 at Taps. Uh, you're going to come join us for some beers, some Galaxy Talk. We'll be able to recap it. Hopefully it'll be happy. But I, I guarantee we're going to have a good time because we have some great guests. <laughs> Uh, regardless of what the outcome is on uh, Friday night. So if it goes sideways on Friday night, show up on Saturday night because we're going to cheer you up. And if it's really good on Friday night, we're going to just add to that fun that you're having. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Keep the party going. Either way, you know, drink away the pain, uh, you know, cheer yourself up after, you know, things go sideways or, you know, keep the party going. We'll go all night. 24-hour bender straight from DHSP into Tustin to taps. Don't do that. I nope. do not recommend that. Uber, but, Uber that know, if you were going to do just, that. I just, I, I was feeling myself, got ahead of myself. So don't, don't, don't. But, but join us on Saturday for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick gives us a $5 super chat says, thanks gentlemen. Enjoy. Awesome. Taps. Thanks, Patrick. All right. We appreciate that. All right. Um, anything else there, Mr. Eric Vieira, or can we go? 
no, it's exciting times. I'm excited to be, my, this will be my first home game this season. Woo-hoo. You know, obviously with everything going on, haven't been able to go to one, so I'm excited to go to my first and possibly my last uh, home game this season. So we'll <laughs> see how it goes. All right. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And join us at Taps. Have a beer with us. Enjoy the live show. It should be a fun time. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com. We have complete media call up there. We have your tickets for our live event on Saturday. You're going to want to do that as well. We got a whole bunch of things, cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find it. Go there right now. Get your tickets. Do all that fun things. Bring your friends. Get them addicted to the LA Galaxy. We have a great show on Saturday night lined up for you. We cannot wait. So that's what we have. Uh, LA Galaxy facing off against the Portland Timbers on Friday night. For Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.